Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives, Motivational Workshop, featuring myself, also Alethea Brown, here at blogtalkradio.com. Be prepared to be motivated and inspired to start your journey and reclaim your life and follow your dreams. First of all, I would like to welcome you all to our 15th Wellness Wednesday session of the Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives, Blog Talk Radio Show. We greatly appreciate that you have, again, chosen our program for your listening pleasures today. So first, please allow me to introduce myself to our newcomers. I am your host and speaker, Alethea Brown, and I'm also the author of Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author. I always like to let everyone know ahead of time, this workshop is my objectives and goals with these segments is to provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments that I make every week are based on my personal experiences as I continue these journeys with you every week as well. I like to always say I don't just preach it or teach it, I live it. These are and have been my struggles and my life's journey too. So before we go, get started, we have a lot of special guests tonight, but I always like to say a big old thank you to all of our listeners. We have over 3,000 listeners tune in for these shows, and I just want to say a great big thank you for your interest and support of this program. So today's session, and we've been putting posts out there all week about this, tonight is our single parent parenting session. So tonight we have a lot of guest speakers that are going to be talking about their experiences as being a single parent. Um, majority of all of you know that I am a single parent, um, have been, um, my daughter's 21 years old, and it's just been the two of us. So tonight we're going to talk about being a single parent, overcoming adversity, obstacles, and struggles. And one of the guest speakers we have today, she is involved with a really great organization here in Charlotte. So you guys just please are going to be very excited to hear from her and tell her about, she'll tell you about the organization and a little about herself as well. So let's get started for the evening. As you know, everyone knows that I am a single parent. One of the things that really prompted Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author, was the economic downturn. All of us, so many of us, have suffered because of the economic downturns that started late 2007 and 2008. I was um, part of that first wave of layoffs in early 2008, and it changed my life dramatically. I never expected to be unemployed for the period of time that I was. I felt I was at the height of my career path at that time, uh, very substantial income for a single mother. And I think I was in denial for at least the first year because I just couldn't believe that someone with my skill set would be unemployed for that period of time. I had never been unemployed like that before. And in the end, after about two years of unemployment, I lost everything that I worked for, that I had built for myself and my daughter by moving from New York to Charlotte, it was a struggle. And then ultimately being homeless, losing my home, losing my cars, um, not having anywhere to stay, having to live in a hotel for over a year. Um, I soon learned that apartment complexes don't consider unemployment income. And so we were kind of put sort of out of society, it seems like. There just wasn't any 
place where I could go to get assistance because my unemployment was high, but it wasn't good enough for apartment complexes. So I really couldn't even benefit from a lot of the social programs that they had here in Charlotte because they said my unemployment was too high. I didn't factor in as being considered homeless to these organizations because I was living in a hotel. I also, in all of the different shows and I talk about when we reflect, you have to reflect when you're making transitions in your life. And when I look back on it, we can see and I learn the things that kind of perpetuated my circumstances, made me suffer through them a little longer. But the whole premise behind Pink Slip Diary of Black Author is I knew once I started getting back on my feet, there were steps I needed to take to really come out of it. So it wasn't just that I came out of it and I got a job. It was the emotional wellness of it, the denial, the levels of depression that I went through that I honestly didn't even admit that I was going through, and how it was affecting my daughter. We were homeless during her senior year in high school, and so we had to develop a different level of communication to help both of us pull through that situation and get all of that. It's like that emotional adversity, and we have all this mental and emotional baggage that we discussed in last week's session. You have to find ways to get this. And when I created Pink Slip, Die Real Black Author, it was like these are the steps that I know that I need to take to rebuild my life. And I was so proud a year after that, creating this book and being able to go back to the same homeless shelter that my daughter and I benefited from, to be able to go and tell my story to them. And I can say, yes, a year and three months and 16 days I was in your very, you know, in the very spot that you're sitting in. But I am showing you, I am telling you that you can come out of it. And for me as a single mom to be able to give that back, say, yes, this is how I've been able to rebuild my life. And it's a constant journey. When you're in transition to rebuild your life, it isn't one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it's done. No, those steps have to be maintained continuously to maintain because you reach a level of stability. But till you have that level of security, you continue to live through those steps. Those are the practices that will keep you motivated, that will drive you, that will inspire you to live your best life, and that is the journey that I am on, and I know this is a journey I have to stay on because once you get there, it doesn't mean you're there and you don't need to do anything else to stay there. It's The program has to continue to go through your life, so once you get there, you can stay there and you can continue to stay there. But I also believe that if you've learned something, then you need to teach something. If you know of something, you need to share something. Because you got through, there are other people that may need one or two of the seven steps that you use to pull yourself out of your circumstances, to pull themselves out of theirs. And I can only trust and hope and believe that what I share every week is giving other single mothers the motivation and inspiration that they need to continue on their journey and rebuild their lives. So... For me, that's my background. That's why we have these shows. That's why my book is out there. And that's why I'm so fortunate to have communication with other women, such as my guest tonight, Ms. Chanel McLam. Am I saying your name right, Chanel? Yes, McLam. 
So uh, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Chanel, you're part of the organization SMOOTH, Single Mothers Overcoming Our True Hurt. Can you give me a little bit more information about the organization, it's what their mission is, and more of the background of, of what you're doing with your chapter here in Charlotte? Sure. So SMOOTH, as you said, is Single Mothers Overcoming Our True Hurt. And our mission or our goal is to inform, impact, and improve the lives of single mothers. So actually our founder is Betty Mayfield, and Betty is the author of the book called Secret Struggles of a Single Mother. And I met Betty about a year and a half ago um, through an event. Um, read a letter about Betty, about her background in her book, and we had an event to empower women, low-income women, at Norfolk State University. So we had Betty come out as a guest speaker for our event, and I just fell in love with her story and her passion for helping single moms. So Betty created this nonprofit organization back in 2009 for single moms. And her purpose is Betty's a single mom, and she's been a single mom for many years, and she um, is based out of Mississippi, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And her purpose was to bring single moms together to discuss different issues that concern us each day. We all come from different backgrounds and experience different challenges and obstacles, so she wanted to come together and create a um, unity, so to speak, uh, with single moms to help us all overcome. And you made a really good point when you said about, um, you know, sharing your story. What you may be going through right now, I may have experienced and overcome. So you being able to share um, your story with me or vice versa may be able to encourage you and bring you through the situation that you're currently experiencing. Um, so that was Betty's purpose behind creating the group Smooth in her area. And then this year, Betty had the idea to go on a tour because there are other single moms obviously all over. So she decided to do a tour through different cities to bring Smooth to the cities to really um, inform other single moms of what was going on as far as the group is concerned. So we, she came to Charlotte in June, which was our first kickoff of the Smooth event, which was an awesome very empowering event. We had June, um, we had about 25 single moms come out, um, and it was just empowering, just very empowering um, and inspiring for everyone. We had all different ages, um, all different backgrounds, and we really were just able to come together and encourage each other. And that's what Smooth is about. After that event, we had a um, like a mom's night out. We all went bowling. Um, once again, to just connect each other um, and empower each other. So overall, that's kind of what Smooth is, really to um, connect women, to impact them, and improve their lives on many different levels. Well, that is definitely an organization that is in much need across the nation at this point. That everyone oh, yeah. talks about how families are falling apart because of the economic mm -hmm. downturn. And a lot of people mm -hmm. forget the struggles that single parents had before the economic downturn exactly. and what they have to go through now. What I saw on the Facebook page, and you can let people know that Smooth Single Mothers Overcoming Our True Hurt can be found on Facebook. Yeah. And they had a post yesterday, and I really thought this was very empowering, and I like the message that it sends. It says, don't let your true hurt overcome you. You have to overcome your true hurt. If you're stabbed in the back, if you've been raped, if you've been molested, if you've been abused, 
use grief, lie to, no mother, no father, whatever the hurt is, today choose to address it and overcome it. And I love the next sentiment. It says, let's move forward together. Right. And, and there I think are that's so many true. women out there. Exactly. Right, who are stuck. We're stuck. Things have happened to us, many of the things that you've mentioned um, from that post, and we get stuck and stagnant in that hurt. But there's, there's joy and there's peace and there's happiness on the other side of that. It's just we have to get through it. And that looks and different I think, for, for everybody. True. That absolutely is. And I think the other message, too, is the lineage is saying, let's move forward together. And there are so many single moms out there that they think they're going through it alone. Alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. a disorganization. I like that it shows that, you know, it's telling single moms, you're not alone. We're here. Right. You know, right. we have resources for you. We're, you know, there to support you. We're here to help empower you, motivate you so you can get past whatever you're struggling with. So it is definitely a wonderful sentiment. I And I'm looking forward to hearing more from your organizations. I know you guys have had some events um, here in Charlotte. Do you have anything yeah. coming up anytime soon? Well, I'm currently in the process of planning our November event. In lieu of um, an actual physical meeting this month, I um, encourage some of the ladies to tune into the show tonight. But ideally we meet once a month normally on a Saturday for about a few hours. And same thing, we'll have different topics that we'll focus on. Some may be, it may be like parenting, financial um, matters, self-esteem, um, self-confidence. You name it, we cover it. And we'll come together. Normally I may have a guest speaker. It may just be us women coming together to share each other's stories and empower each other. But that's the message that we want to send to ladies is that they're not alone. We all are facing different challenges in different areas and different aspects of life, I think women sometimes shy away from telling people how they feel inside because they're too embarrassed or too ashamed. Um, But the purpose of this group is to make sure that their voice is heard, loud and clear. You're not alone. We're doing this together, and we can get through it together. Yeah, and I think that is a great message to share. So, and then one of the other things that I want to see, because you're involved with a lot of other stuff too, and and so tell us a little bit about you, um, your single parenting, and the other things you're involved here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I am a single mother of a beautiful three-year-old <laughs> who's <laughs> running around here somewhere. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't come in and interrupt us. But so, and I have been um, obviously for the past three years. And um, some of the challenges that I've faced, I think a lot of, in addition to a lot of women, is that resentment that we hold on to for a long time against the absent parent. Um, But what I've noticed personally is that that resentment and that anger that you hold on to controls your life, and it affects your relationship with your child, as well as your relationship with your family and friends, as well as your working relationship. So it comes to a point where you have to examine yourself and you have to say, okay, I will no longer allow someone to control my my happiness and my emotion and just to kind of, you're like a puppet on a string. So um, it took me some time to kind of really let go of that anger and learn healthy ways to kind of express myself. Um, I'm also a product of a single mom. My mother had me at the age of 14. Um, So I grew up around, uh, my dad was financially supportive, probably to the age, probably until I was about 10 or 11 when we left New York and moved to 
North Carolina. So I had some, you know, active father for that time period. And then um, we moved to North Carolina, and I didn't have that. But my mom was, she's like my hero. She's a strong, independent woman, and she showed me um, how to how to overcome, what those challenges may look like and how to be strong and overcome those. Um, but I still think that we have to, it starts with ourselves. It starts within. So it starts with taking a step back and really evaluating and examining ourselves to really look at what the picture consists of and how it affects us overall. Um, and then we also have to think long-term, what do we want our lives to look like? What do we want our lives and our legacies to be left with for our children? And then you have to move forward. Um, some Absolutely. other things that I'm involved with, um, i I'm heavily involved with Florence Crittenton Services, which is a residential maternity program here in Charlotte. And I worked there for about four years. And just seeing the single, the teenage single moms there is kind of where it sparked my interest in empowering um, women because I think a lot of it is a lack of knowledge. A lot of it is um, you don't know what you don't know. So my motto is anything that I know I want to share with someone. Um, exactly, exactly. That is, uh, to me, I think that's so important with us that we do share the things that we learn, what we're experiencing, organizations and resources that we know of. Is mm-hmm. that is definitely key. And so, and that other organization that you was just talking about with the teenagers, could you say what that is again? It's called Florence Crittenton Services. They're located here in Charlotte, and they're a residential maternity home. Um, tons of volunteer opportunities. I was just there yesterday. <laughs> so different ways that you can give back. You can mentor. You can donate baby and um, maternity items. Um, it's a great organization. They provide housing and parenting classes, social work groups for the residents that um, live there during the duration of their pregnancy. And then there's also a program that they house for parenting teens that they can actually stay there in a safe place and raise their children. Um, oh, man, that is really good. I've never heard mm-hmm. of that organization nope. before. Yeah, I'll have to give you some more information. But there's a, it's a great organization, dear, very dear to my heart, very dear. Uh, yeah, those, that sounds like something we need to do a collaborative effort for for those young ladies there. Um, bring a level of motivation and inspiration for them. I can't right. even begin to imagine. Um, I didn't have my daughter until I was 27, so I couldn't even begin to imagine the struggles mm-hmm. that a teenage mother right. Right. can be going through. Mm-hmm. So and even when we, had our, when we had our smooth, um, our first smooth event in June, like I said, we had a, a wide variety of um, ages. So we had some teens that attended and participated. And then we also had some, you know, older moms who had already parented, you know, and had adult kids and everyone in between. And same thing, our struggle is still the same. (laughs) It may be slightly different, um, but we're still facing some of the same same issues. Um, Or maybe 10 years ago, I've experienced what you're going through right now. So being able to have that open and honest dialogue between um, our group is kind of what we strive for. I find that when I go and I speak at different organizations, I find that women are more receptive 
to the message that you're trying to share when they know that you have truly walked a mile in their shoes. Exactly. Right. It right. makes such a difference, such a difference. Mm-hmm. I've listened to you and you was talking about your mom. Uh, my mother was, I guess, semi-single parenting. My, my parents divorced when I was in, uh, very young, um, separated and divorced when I was very young, and my father was a military man. So there were years that would go by that I didn't see him. And the day that I realized, okay, I'm going to be in this single parenting mode, um, I talked to my mom about it, and, you know, I told her. And one of the first things she told me was, like, you know, I raised you to be a strong black woman, and you can do this by yourself, and I know that your child shouldn't have to, you know, want for anything. You can get through this, and you can live a good life. It, You know, it's nothing about you because someone else didn't raise their son to mm-hmm. take care of its responsibilities. And right. once you let go of that and focus on yourself and your child, mm-hmm. then you can overcome any and all obstacles. Mm-hmm. You make a great point because I think, in, especially speaking for myself as well and many of the single moms that I've interacted with, we bottle that in. We're, we think, oh, well, what did we do? Or maybe I wasn't good enough. Or why didn't he stay? And it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with the child. It's that individual. There is a it problem is. there. It there is there's a problem there that someone will walk away from something that they have created. There's a problem. For me, so once you yeah. let that go, <laughs> that that's also a step in the, the process to move forward. It's not about you. You lift the weight off of your you. shoulders when you do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Lifting the weight off of your shoulders. Because mm-hmm. I look back and I see it. My daughter is 21. She is a senior in college, straight A dean's list student. She has a very promising future in front of her. And I feel more sorry for him than I ever right. felt for us mm-hmm. because he is missing out on a wonderful life. Exactly. A wonderful life. And our next guest speaker, Jeff White, who is generally my resident fitness expert, is here with us tonight. Jeff, are you still there? I'm still here. Yes. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Jeff. I know Chanel and I were going on, and, you know, you're a new father, and you and your wife, um, you have a son now, and we've known each other since 1998, and so you know my daughter as well, and one of the reasons why I really wanted to make sure that you were included in this particular segment is because you were raised by a single mother. Yes, yes, I was. And I'm tell us your experiences. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oop, see, tell us your experiences. It's such, so different when you hear moms that have gone through these different changes and struggles and, and to have a man who was raised by a single mom, the choices that your mom made that affected how you live then and the, how you're going on with your life, the different things that you've been familiar in your life because of what she instilled in you. So share right. it with us, please. Oh, yeah, thank you. And let me say, first off, that it's so pleasure to be back um, again on the Wellness Wednesdays, and I really enjoy the show. And I think this is a great concept. And, Chanel, I thank you for joining, and you're very intelligent. I like everything you said so far as well. Mm-hmm. So thank, thank you, Thank you, too. Um, let me say, quite frankly, this is a topic we really shouldn't have to talk about. Let's just put that out there first and foremost. Um, kids should have two parents, plain and simple. And for whatever reason, there's only one parent, and 
from what I've seen as a child and, you know, as a parent myself, it's just not fair to that one parent. It's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, then we just don't really talk about how hard it is. But um, as I said, I'm an only child raised by a single mother. Uh, I met my father once when I was 12 years old. And I don't remember the circumstances, but he popped up at the house one day, hung out for a couple hours, um, said he'd spend some time with me, and we'd hang out. You know, and that was 30 years ago, and I haven't seen him since. You know, so, I mean, how do I feel about it? I mean, the whole situation is, is pretty bad, to be honest with you. Um, I never really got over the anger I felt about him, and this is my first time really talking openly about this. Um, but it made me appreciate my mother more because I saw the hard work and sacrifice that she went through, you know, over the years. Um, and looking back, I do appreciate her not dragging his name through the mud or bad-mouthing him. Um, she simply said he lived out of state, and I was able to formulate my own opinions about him, which I think was which is good for me. Um, <clears throat> but what she did do, which I'm eternally grateful for, is she taught me how to take care of myself. Um, I got teased being an only child, you know, saying I was spoiled and got everything I wanted, but that wasn't always the case. Um, you know, when I was, when something was broken in the house, I mean, she knew I did it. You know, if I ate all the chocolate cake, you know, I couldn't blame anybody else for it. It was just me and her. <laughs> um, but like I said, from that, she taught me to be independent, and she had me washing clothes when I was 12, taught me how to cook and do my own housework. You know, I think some cases, not all, but in some cases the mothers, you know, they'll, they'll really pamper their sons because, you know, they're missing their father. But, you know, she didn't really do that. You know, she, she made me do my own work. And looking back, I really appreciate that. And it wasn't really an issue in our house that I didn't have a father. You know, she just did what we had to do. You know, but, you know, a side benefit of it just being us two was, you know, she had a little extra money. You know, she was a teacher in the Chicago public school system. Um, so she had a little extra money to expose me to different things. Um, she took me to Broadway plays. Um, we went to, I grew up in the church. Um, she took me to baseball and basketball games, you know, to see the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Bulls. Um, she took me to the circus, you know, took me, took me in judo, baseball, that good stuff. Um, but what she did, which was important, was she got me out of the house. And I wasn't just hanging out on the corner, you know, on the streets. You know, I was in such a different things. And I'm sure you've heard about how bad it is in Chicago right now. Um, it was bad back in the 80s, too, when I was coming up. And she was well aware of that, and she made sure I didn't get caught up in that stuff. Um, but another side benefit is when I took the judo and, and played baseball, um, I had male coaches who were positive and, and treated me, you know, treated me good. You know, and in high school I had a track coach, and he was a good mentor also. So... With that said, my, mother, my father wasn't in my life, but I had other reasonable males in my life, responsible males in my life. Um, I also had three uncles who had kids, and they were near my age. And um, I was able to go over there and spend a night with them and hang out with them. You know, so in essence, I had three fathers, which was, which was really good. And they were a great example for me because I saw men raising their kids. And I think that's very important as a young male to at least see some positive male role models coming up. I mean, I can't, honestly, I can't imagine not seeing a, a positive male in addition to the strong mother that I had. So even if you don't have a father in the home, I suggest, 
you know, the mother, single mothers find an uncle or an older, you know, black male to, to mentor the child, you know, or the mother should find, you know, a positive role model. And looking back, I think she knew that all along and made sure it exposed me to positive, positive men. And while at the same time not saying anything negative about my own father, I was able to formulate my own opinion as I got older. And I started to, putting two and two together when I became a teenager. Um, I noticed very clearly that he was nowhere to be found, and my mother was, was doing everything. And I just thought, you know, that's not fair. What's going on here? And then I noticed how my uncles were stepping up to the plate and taking care of their kids. You know, and I had a cousin who was married. He's passed on now. Um, he had maybe nine kids, and he took care of all his kids. You know, so I still had positive men in my life, even though my father wasn't there. And like I said, I can't stress enough how important it is for, you know, males to see that. And so not having a father of my own, um, there's nothing like your own father at the same time, though. I mean, I was angry, and I'm still a little angry about it, but I didn't rebel against my mother or, you know, become victim to the streets because she kept me in check. You know, she kept, she was pretty strict. Um, she had me doing, being very responsible, things of that nature. And I had, you know, males in my life for as long as I can remember, which was a good thing. You know, so as I grew up, I just realized that that's something I didn't want to do to my child. You know, I remember the pain of not having my father around, and it, it sucks, plain and simple. It it hurts not having your father because you start to wonder, what did I do wrong? Why does he not want me in his life? You know, why is he rejecting me? You know, am I am I am I too ugly? You know, am I not am I not athletic enough? You know, is he embarrassed of me? You know, when you're a little kid, you start thinking about types of crazy stuff, and you don't have any resolution or any closure, so your mind just wanders and goes on and on and on. And, you know, now that I'm a father, you know, I made a vow that, you know, I'm going to be in his life because I I don't want him to feel what I felt. And luckily, like I said, I had those uncles in my life who I saw them. I was able to see men taking care of their kids, you know, washing dishes and cooking and taking them out and, you know, just playing with them, you know, and, and being disciplinarians when they needed to be. So I was able to see all that, which was a good balance. But, you know, going back to my mother, you know, she, I think she just did an exceptional job, you know, by herself, and she kept it together. You know, so I just commend all the single mothers out there you know, because it's definitely not easy. It's not expensive. I mean, it's not cheap, you know, raising kids. But, you know, she did a really good job, and I really just, I can't thank her enough. You know, she's passed on now. She had died of cancer back in 97. But I do know that, you know, everything I've become is because of her. You know, she instilled some really strong values in me, and she led by example. You know, she just really did what she had to do to take care of me and sacrifice, and I was able to recognize that as I got older, and I really appreciate it. And, you know, to this day, I, you know, I made a vow to, you know, raise my child or future children possibly, you know, the way she raised me, you know, with the utmost respect and, you know, discipline and, just everything I could ask for, she was there. So in a nutshell, you know, that's how I feel about, you know, being a single, you know, having a single parent and, you know, being a child without a father. It was it was really tough. But, you know, honestly, I don't think I would change anything because it made me what I am today. And, you know, I just, 
it made me determined to not repeat what he did. I can't do that to another child. And I just wish that more men, you know, would step up and, and take care of their kids too. You know, and if they were in the same situation I was in, they know how it feels. And they should at least make an effort to get some kind of communication or some type of relationship with their child. Well, I am certain you have definitely got the women on the show tonight in the amen <laughs> corner. Right. <laughs> saying, yes, a man that gets it, mm-hmm. you know, and the passion. And like I said, Jeff and I have known each other since 98. And he has been around me with my daughter, and he, yes, he spoiled her rotten too because he's buying her all these Barbie dolls that she still remembers to this day. And, yeah. It was great knowing that I had a friend like Jeff at that time, too, that my daughter can see, you know, that there are men out there that care and, you know, they're respectful. And, you know, she Jeff became her own little personal friend. She, What was her nickname for you, Jeff? Jeffy, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> so and, that was and, her you know, nickname. I, I remember that, too. And, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but, I, I remember that, that, you know, her father wasn't around, and, you know, I almost felt like kind of like a big brother in a way, you know, just kind of looking out for and you know, just trying to have a good time with it, like a positive male image, because, mind you, what I just told you about not having my father, and I remember being so thankful for my uncles, and they were the little things that I appreciated coming up. I mean, taking us roller skating, you know, picking us up. You know, my uncles would do that. You know, taking us to McDonald's. I mean, when you, as an adult, you probably don't think much about little things like that. But when you're a kid, that means a lot. That someone would just take the time and just spend a little time with you. All I want is a little time. When you're a little kid, all you want is a little time. Just spend some time with me. That's all I ask you. You know, and I thought about that when I was playing with Tasi. I remember playing out in your yard with her, just, you know, playing with her little dog and little things like that, and it was fun. You know, that's what I wanted when I was a kid. You know, and that's how I looked at it. You know, she has enjoyed it. She still remembers. I remember you like, wow, she still remembers that? Yes, she does, because it was such a great positive relationship. So, you know, I always thank you for being that person in our lives um, so that we could have that, and, and I have pride myself on maintaining, and you know me, maintaining those type of relationships with all my friends because I know whoever I bring in my life, I'm bringing in hers as well. And that makes exactly. a big difference. Exactly. And it helps because it, it, as they get older, um, see, Chanel, you still got some years to go. <laughs> <laughs> but as they get older, you see the type of people that they start bringing in their lives, and I am mm-hmm. so proud of that she's drawing those people. I'm proud of the fact that I relocated us from New York to here because now she has friends. She came here in the third grade, and she has friends that she met that first year in summer camp, and here they all are in college and, you know, still buddies. And so all those things make a difference. They make a difference. That's why I keep saying all the time, the choices that we make will dictate the life that we lead. 
because it does. It makes, you know, all kinds of... And so Jeff's son, I mean, he's just going to be the mini Iron Man right now, but <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> the reason why Jeff is my fitness expert, because ever since I've known him, that has been his goal. Um, he does triathlons. He's an Iron Man, too, and... So, Jeff, you want to give some of our new listeners and Chanel some of your background about your fitness journey and, and you know, all the things you have going and coming up because Jeff also has a new show now. Would you like to tell us about that, Jeff? I would, but first let me talk about my mother one more time. Okay. <laughs> my mother, okay. it's the little things you remember. I remember when I was maybe, I want to say maybe five, four to five years old, my mother would take me bike riding on Lake Michigan. And if you've been to Chicago, you know Lake Michigan looks the ocean. And it had a bike path. And she would put me on the back of her bike and we would just ride and ride and ride. And I remember that to this day. So I think that influenced me on really having a passion for riding my bike. And she was also very active. She would swim and water aerobics. And it was almost like a competition. You know, I'm a teenager. My mother's out here doing this stuff. I'm like, okay, wait a minute now. I can't have my mother just beat me. That's that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, so she almost propelled me to do what I'm doing today, even subliminally. And I remember one day I was really big on lifting weights. And she said, well, you need to go out there and start running. And I just was like, okay. She knows she's talking about, let me just go start running. And I just started running, you know, and I haven't stopped. It's like Forrest Gump. I just, just keep running. <laughs> so, you know, she has been a big, huge influence you know, just because I had that for her. I mean, everything she said I listened to because she just instilled those values in me ever since I was a little kid. So I, I pretty much owe it all to her. She was really into fitness and ate well. And those little things, you know, mean a lot, you know, especially when you're young. Because everything that she does or your mother does when you're a little kid, you're going to remember that and you're going to carry most of that with you. And so even to this day, I have to eat vegetables every day because she made me eat it every day. We did not eat a lot of fast food. And it's like even now I just can't do it on a regular basis, and it's all because of her. So tying that into what I'm doing now, you know, I'm a certified personal trainer and yoga instructor. Um, I've been a personal trainer for about years now. Um, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I do a lot of boot camps and, you know, a lot of one-on-one training for my clients. Um, and I do have my own radio show now, um, JW Fitness, uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio, um, where I do a lot of motivational speaking, you know, like a nice little boost, a nice pick-me-up for individuals who, you know, are just trying to get through the day. They just need someone to boost them up, and that's what I focus on right now. And I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And I owe it all to you because you introduced me to the Blog Talk Radio. Well, I know it's going to be a huge success, and you will still always be my featured fitness guest speaker. And so we definitely appreciate your perspective on being raised, uh, a, a man being raised by a single mama has affected your life. And our next guest speaker is Andre Walker. He is a award-winning photographer in New York. Andre and I have been friends since 1988. And Andre, he also had about of being a single father. So, Andre, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Fine. We are so glad you were able to join us tonight. So, 
We've had Chanel on the line. She's with uh, the Smooth Organization, uh, overcoming uh, single mothers overcoming our true hurt, and she was able to speak, and she told us about her wonderful organization. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. White is on the line as well. He has been my fitness expert uh, ever since I launched the Wellness Wednesday segment, and I'm so happy to finally get you on the show uh, because our backgrounds are so intertwined with the you're one of the you are the main motivation in my life uh for me continuing to write you have always been that motivational force for me and so glad to finally have you on the show and give us a little of your background and you know I already know what you've gone through as a single parent raising your two boys um so give us a little of your background First of all, thank you for all those beautiful accolades. And it's funny, I, I just came from the gym from working out. So uh, I actually just came from working with the trainer. Nice. But a uh, little bit of my background is, uh, you know, everything started when I was a young kid growing up in the projects. Uh, my parents always told me you could be anything you want to be. And I didn't even know I lived in the projects. And at about nine years old, I picked up a National Geographic and I saw these images of the Inca Indians, and I saw the photography, and I said, wow, I could do this. And I just ventured out and started taking pictures. And then when I went in the Navy, um, I learned a little bit more. Then when I got out the Navy, I went to television studio school in New York, learned a little bit, a bit about uh, filmmaking, and I kind of combined the, uh, the two. Then got married and um, wound up being a single parent, and that was one of the toughest challenges in my life because everything was always set up for women, but men had nowhere to go, no outlet for men. So I had to dig down and remember everything that my parents instilled in me so that I could pass that on to my children. And one of my main goals was since their mother wasn't around, I didn't want them to grow up to disrespect women or think anything bad about women. And that was one of my goals, and thank God it, it turned out uh, very well. And then after that, I actually shooting their sports and uh, taking photography there, family events, and then eventually I got into doing weddings and sports and in fashion, and then it allowed me to travel internationally, so I've been able to photograph all over the world and. Then, you know, uh, I got a book out called Vision Beyond the Bricks with my artwork, and I teamed up with a, a poet, Ashley Rochford. She wrote poetry to it. And then I produced a, a feature film called Better Days and also a documentary that was released called Sisterhood Alive and Well of the Million Women's March that I actually produced and also directed. That's just a little bit. Yes, you have had a very detailed background with it, and but I've raised Tatiana with you, with your boys. And so um, our kids were really raised up as brothers and sisters as we both were working through our single parenting um, efforts and struggling. And and so you know all of my struggles as well as I know yours. And that's one of the things that makes tonight's show so great is because all of us, myself, Chanel, Jeff, all of us have been influenced by some form of single parenting, and it we did not allow it to stop us from following our dreams and trying to live our best lives. 
and we can see now what we need to instill in our children, but we also all have that passion and desire to give back into the community. Andre is very involved with his church in New York, and they have a tremendous amount of programs that he participates with. Of course, we know the organizations that Chanel participates with and Jeff launching his show to inspire and motivate people um, as far as fitness goes, that people just need a different type of motivation on a daily basis. And this is what can happen when you don't let your circumstances dictate the life that you're living, that you get past it and you do the best you can to live your best life. And living your best life doesn't mean you have to run out and you know, win the lottery. Living your best life is following your dreams and instilling values in your kids and getting past all of the hurt, all of the struggles, and, and overcoming every level of adversity that you're faced with. And I'm trusting that this is the message that we've been able to convey to all of our listeners tonight. So and before we end the show, I want to go back around the table and we'll start again with Chanel's because we're going to do ladies first. So, Chanel, remind us again of the organizations that you're involved in and where people can find you to reach out to you for more information. So, again, we're with um, Smooth, which is Single Mothers Overcoming Our True Hurt here in Charlotte. And you can find us on Facebook at Smooth1985. Um, Florence Prevention Services, again, another agency here in Charlotte that I encourage um, everyone to get involved with. And Smooth, we're meeting once a month. Um, uh, some things that we're currently planning is a gala. We're looking at a gala in March. March is Women's History Month. So Betty wanted to do a gala, and the purpose of the gala was just to celebrate single moms. So just a whole night dedicated to shining light on them and their many accomplishments. So it's more of a formal event for moms who wear a nice evening gown and be pampered with music and gifts and inspiration. We'll have a keynote speaker, and really just being able to come together and celebrate single moms. So that's something that we're, um, you know, putting in the works for March of 2014 is the gala. Um, And if I could, I just wanted to leave a couple tips. Um, Jeff really, his story was really um, inspiring to me. Same thing with my mom. She never badmouthed my dad. She kind of let him do that on his own, and she was always there to support us. I'm the oldest of six, so I feel like I started, um, you know, I have, had an impact in my siblings' lives as well. Um, and I feel like I am the woman in mom, although she would, you know, didn't want me to be a single mom, but I'm the best single mom that I could be right now at this moment. But some tips that I would leave some single moms is not to badmouth the absent parent, um, to definitely have that positive male influence in their life. I had my grandfather, I've had my uncles, um, and my mom always kind of made sure we had, we saw the positive. In in a man And also just be honest with your child I think too often we try to lie to our children To protect them But in the long haul Lying to them definitely creates other obstacles and challenges And then also connect with other single moms Building that network and that support And so they can reach out to you on the Facebook At the Smooth Single Mothers Overcoming Our True Hurt uh, Facebook page? Correct Okay. Thank you so much for that. And uh, Jeff, (laughs) we will bring you back. I see that we are definitely going to have to do another session like this. That's fine. I got a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jeff, let the people know. They always know that they can get you at jwfitnesssolutions.com, but give them some more information about your talk show. 
Okay, yeah, it's um, I have my own show. I just started about a week ago, and I believe that mental fitness is just as important as physical fitness. Um, many people don't put the two together, but what good is having a six-pack if, you know, your self-esteem is low? You know, what good is if you can, you know, run a marathon, but you don't think you can be successful in business, you know, or successful in relationships or just have low self-esteem? So what I do on my on my radio show is I, you know, I try to boost people up and inspire them and let them know that you can do anything. And that ain't even includes single moms. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. You can raise wonderful kids by yourself. Again, it's not easy, but it can be done if you believe you can do it. You may not have that help, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Accept the fact you don't have that help, but you can get out there and do what you have to do and raise some good, productive children. So, you know, that's how I try to motivate and let people know that, hey, you can do it. It's not impossible. You can do whatever you put your mind to. In addition to the personal training and helping people lose weight and, you know, things of that nature too. But I believe the two go hand in hand. And you can also reach me on um, Facebook at JW Fitness Solutions and on Twitter at JW Fitness with one S than Jeff. So, again, Elisa, I just want to thank you. Um, you're doing a, a fantastic job. I do want to commend you again in front of everybody for being a fantastic inspiration to everyone because I've seen you from way back in the day when we were just had dreams of what we wanted to do. And through it all, you're still standing. So I commend you, and you are a true inspiration to other single mothers out there because if you can do it, anybody can do it if they put their mind and heart to it. And when you, when you want to do well, people will support you just like we're doing right now. So thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. And so, Andre, um, could you tell everyone how we can get in touch with you? Of course, we know you have your website. Do you want to give the people your website and they can go and see your photography and and learn learn more about you that you weren't able to share tonight? We definitely got to bring you back to the show. So let our listeners know where they can follow up and get some more information about you. I I definitely will. Before I do that, the other two hosts, they they just hit, they just summed everything up great. You know, uh, just anybody can do it. You just have to, you know, be strong, and you know, instilling good values. You know, in you know, in in that child. Like with me, I never said anything bad about the kid's mother at all. I, you know, I would just let them find out, you know, on their own. I think that was was definitely on, you know, on point and. Listening to everybody tonight has given me some other ideas, and as I reach out to other children who don't have a mother and father at home right now that that at my church or that I've met, you know, throughout my, um, you know, my work, and I try to instill positive stuff also in those, uh, you know, individuals to let them know, you know, they, you know, they they can make it. But uh, they can reach me at, uh, on Twitter at awp photography. Or Andre at AndreWalkerPhoto.com. Alicia, as always, you know that uh, I, I, I love you, and I, I, I had no idea that I was actually that much inspiration. It's just that whenever I felt that you put that pen down, I had to say something, and or either I would tell you about a project that I'm working on, and you know how diligent I am when I go into my project. And the next thing I know, you got the pen to the paper, 
and you keep on pushing. But keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an excellent job. We go back as far as car seats. And I remember <laughs> we were talking in your living room. In your living room. We were just talking. We were just blurting stuff out. So all them years later, look what's happening. You know, and that's great. Good thing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and I share uh, Jess and Chanel's sentiment as well. And for people that don't know us, and generally, I generally won't go too personal when I get on the, the, the different calls that we put out here today, but Andre has been a great force in my life, not only in mine, but my daughter. Because of him, my daughter knows what it means to have positive men in her life, and he provides the father figure that she doesn't have, and he has consistently treated and cared for my daughter the same way he cares for his son. So having him in our lives has been an absolute blessing as well. So you know I love you. You know Tasi love you. And we're definitely going to have everybody back on the show. This has been, to me, Jeff, I don't know, I think we overdid it. This is the best show to me right now, and I am touched that all of you have came to the show tonight, and we all came together, and we shared our stories, and we're hoping that anyone, if you have any questions, you can follow up with either one of us on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you inbox me, I will definitely make sure that any of the speakers that are here tonight that you want to get in touch with will get your message out. So in closing, everybody... Tonight, Alicia, we're going to thank you. Alicia, Alicia mm-hmm. let me say one more thing. One more thing real okay. quick to everybody, <laughs> no everybody, everybody on the panel, everybody listening. This is beautiful, and I say that because I'm sick of the reality shows, showing mm-hmm. negativity, people right. talking trash about each other. We have two strong black women on the show holding it down. we got mm-hmm. two brothers, if I may say so myself, speaking very intelligently. This is what we need. I'm so sick of the negativity and the neck rolling and the fighting and the baby mama drama. Alicia, well well done. Everybody, thank you so much. I am inspired tonight. And on that final note, I I encourage you and I urge you all to follow your dreams, live your best life, and until next week, thank you for joining us on this journey.